welcome to this week's UK Sports Chat podcast. Uh, I'm Joe Williams, and in this week's podcast, I will be speaking with Sarah Jane from our charity partners, Macmillan. Uh, as it's a time that lots of us are fundraising and we're asking lots of questions about fundraising, um, we thought it'd be great to get Sarah from our charity partners, Macmillan, on. Uh, Sarah works as programme manager um, in the swim, try and run team. Um, so is the perfect person to give us some tips on, on fundraising. Welcome, Sarah Jane. Hi, thank you so much for having me. That's great. Lovely to have you. Thank you. So uh, t- tell us a, a little bit about Macmillan then. Um, give it, how, how many people will you have? did you have running for you last year over, over all those events? Um, so last year, we were lucky enough to have 37,000 participants. Um, that's across all of our events. So swim, try, run, hiking and cycling. Um, we're hoping for more people in 2020. We have some quite ambitious growth plans um, and we raised an amazing 19 million last year. Yeah, we're pretty proud. <laughs> that's like that's like the, the London Marathon sort of numbers, isn't it? That's, that's the kind of volume of people that are representing you in fundraising. Yeah, no, it is. It's pretty huge. Um, and as I say, we hope to grow, but we couldn't do it without everyone running for us. So, thank you if you have been one of our participants before, or if you are next year. Definitely. Let's let's go straight into it. What we we have lots of people who. Um, seem to be fun, as fundraising as much as they are training for events at the moment especially these, the, the big spring events um what what are the best ways for for people to fundraise do you think um we always say the best place to start is to set up an online giving page um we use just giving at the moment um it's a safe and secure way for your friends and family to donate um also just giving have told us that obviously they said this but um if you donate to your own page when you first set it up it shows your commitment and therefore people who donate to their own page either at the beginning of their fundraising journey or even later on raise more than people who don't so it's always a good starting point and also just think about what you're setting you're putting as your first donation because it kind of sets the tone so if you want people to donate high you donate high and then hopefully other people will follow whereas if you donate first and put a lower amount in the chances are people will match or decrease what you've put in okay so so first thing to do is set up your your just giving page or your yeah or your virgin money giving or whoever your your choice is um but yeah just set up a page um it's really easy most people are online nowadays um it's it's safe and secure as i said and it just kind of it it's a place for you to send everyone to who's interested in supporting you. Um, Great. Does it matter which which they sign up to? Just giving Virgin money? Um, no, everyone has their preference, really. Um, at, like, as I say, it kind of depends what you're used to. If you have got an account with a, a platform already, um, I'd always recommend going back to it. I think the more familiar you are with it, the more likely you are to use all the features. Um, and I think using those features as well, such as putting on photos and updates, can really also help with your fundraising. Um, okay. Yeah, because you, you see on those on those pages um, that there's, there's space for you to write your, your why, I suppose. Is, is, that, is that effective? Um, yes. So we always recommend putting uh, your motivations for running. Um, if you have a personal story as well, obviously, um, that can kind of capture and win people's hearts. Um, but yeah, definitely put something in there about why you're running. Um, if the charity you're running for has a list of what 
they could fund. So for example, Macmillan, we say uh, every £29 raised will pay for a nurse for an hour. So if your charity has that kind of thing, like £5 will pay for X, £10 will pay for Y, Mm -hmm. um, always put that on there. It makes it a lot more tangible and it makes people feel like they know what they're investing in. Um, So yeah, yeah, that's that's another great thing to do. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because sometimes you don't... That, that could influence people, couldn't it? Actually, you know, I will pay for an hour for a Macmillan. Yeah. And donate £29. And people, so if you tell them something, they're more likely to go for that thing than just choosing any amount. And if you set it kind of slightly higher, like £29, I personally would never give £29. I'd probably choose £25 if I was going to give that amount. But setting it £29, because it's tangible, means people are more likely to go for it and then... Yeah. You've also got that extra four pounds per head. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, I've I've seen things online like um, friends when they're doing different challenges, they'll do things like you know, don't have your cup of coffee today. Would you uh, don't donate your two pound for your cup yeah. of coffee instead? So uh, I'm sure that all those small donations add up as well. No, I think they do. Like, don't underestimate the power of of a small donation. Like, for example, you have a bake sale and you sell a cake for a pound. So Mm -hmm. 30 cakes, you've made 30 pounds. Like, everything does count. And it all kind of takes you on that journey towards getting to your total, which is where you want to be. I think the other thing I would suggest if you were starting out was creating a spreadsheet. I think a lot of things that people do when they're fundraising is they overlook the networks that they have. So if you set up a spreadsheet, you can literally go through and think of every person you want to ask. Don't just think family and friends. You've got old school acquaintances, um, connections through hobbies, colleagues, um, partners, friends. So really just write a list of everyone and anyone you can think of um, and then kind of keep track of um, how you've asked them. So some people, obviously, it's more appropriate to ask for social media, whereas if you're asking for somebody a lot older, it might be nice to write them a formal letter. Mm-hmm. Um their response so did they say yes i'll donate but next month in which case you need to set yourself a reminder to chase them and then if they have given i always put how much um it's kind of just like a way of knowing how you should thank them so also put on there if you thank so for example if someone makes a huge unexpected donation i think a private facebook message saying thanks doesn't kind of cut it so could you turn your picture of you with your medal at the finish line to a postcard and to send them a thank you or put it on Facebook and tag them um, to say like, thank you so much, Joe, for your donation today. It really makes a world of difference. And then all your friends will see that too. So kind of just making sure that you're keeping track of everything that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, we, we've had comments um, specifically on social that people feel that they have to work as hard, sometimes harder to actually, you know, fund, fundraise than, than they do on, you know, going out and running a 20 mile long <laughs> um, so i so that that tip of keeping a record i guess helps because if you're just going out and posting on social and hoping um that gives it more structure is that what you're saying yeah i think it gives you more structure but also some people say like oh not now but i will give and then yeah. if you forget to go chase them you're never going to get that but at the same time they haven't said no you just need to remember to go back to them and I think like you say it just causes it gives you a structure it gives you a plan and also as you come up with people later you can just add them to the list and also it means you don't ask people twice if they've said no they've said no they can mm-hmm. go on that spreadsheet as a no um, yeah. some people just might not answer in which case if you message them on Facebook and then you see them in person you can be like actually I might just quickly ask them in person but it kind of just gives you some kind of like you say, some kind of structure, but also something to work towards. Mm-hmm. 
it, it, is that is that the number one place then that you go? Is it Facebook or you know what are your tips for contacting people? What's that how you look like? Um, I think, like I said, I think it really depends who it is. So personally, I would look at who that person is. Do I see them every day at work? In which case, a face-to-face ask would probably be better. Mm-hmm. Or is it someone much older who would prefer a written letter? Or is it a business, again, where a letter would be the best approach? Um, is it one of my, my friends who doesn't live nearby? Do I wait till I see them? Or should I just ask them on Facebook? I think I do think more and more people are asking on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some stats online uh, suggest email is the most successful way. But personally, I just think it's about who you are and how you contact your friends normally mm-hmm. i never would email my friends so i think if i emailed them they'd be like that's a bit odd yeah <laughs> that makes that makes sense um you, you mentioned businesses there um i i remember when i worked at a corporate um they had a policy where if you represented um a charity sometimes they they do match funding yeah if you've got an organization that match funds definitely take advantage of it if you're unsure it's always worth an ask um some companies don't have a formal policy but at the same time your your manager or the owner might want to make a donation as a one-off donation to you so it's definitely worth asking um if you do have that kind of policy where you can get a match giving or even informally it would be worth asking your charity for a letter to show that you are running in which case the organization will want to see that before they send any money across as pre proof that you definitely are participating for the charity you say you are yes yeah okay so, so is there is there something specific you know works really well you know, you've seen it lots of times and each time it raises it raises a good amount of money for for somebody who's taking part for you um i think like there are certain things that you can do opposed to like certain behaviors opposed to specific events that can really work so like one thing that i found is giving milestones so for example opposed to saying oh i'm running the london marathon i need to raise two thousand pounds saying in the next three months i want to raise 500 pounds and kind of breaking it down into more bite-sized chunks um or if you don't want to do it according to a calendar time you can say create a fundraising plan and say at this event i don't know i'm going to organize a quiz that's one that people usually like to do it works quite well um you don't need to have all your best friends coming people in the local community will be interested in an event in your community so if you had a quiz saying from the quiz i want to raise x and then i'm going to have a bake sale and i'm going to raise y and basically just breaking it down into bite-sized chunks so it's achievable opposed to this giant number that you kind of don't know where to start um I think also if you give yourself like treats, so for example, if I raise 500 pounds six months before my event, I'm going to buy myself those new running headphones that I really want. Yeah, because it's, it, it's, it, it's a lot of effort, isn't it? Like, it is. Runners doing that for, for their mileage, so why not for their fundraising? Yeah, I think like do treat yourself. Like at the end of the day, you're achieving something incredible if you're raising that kind of money and if it's going to help motivate you like set yourself these things to help you push yourself i think another thing is approaching people at the right time so payday people are always more likely to be generous they also have more to give you which is why so think about when you're asking people um christmas obviously people don't have a lot of money after christmas um before christmas you could tap into like all the christmas fundraising but just think about when you're asking people and what's going on in their lives um, if you know someone's got a big occasion coming up, wait till after. The chances are they'll have more money after they get all their gifts. Um, but just like think about about who you're asking and when. Um, another thing is I was saying earlier about personalizing things. Um, I think like asking people individually 
um, and not mass asking. So like if you were to ask someone on Facebook, don't create a group and say, who wants to give me money? Message each person and put the time in because at the end of the day, you're asking them for something and also like personalize it to them. So if you know that someone has a connection to a charity that you have a connection to, opposed to like telling them, oh, this is Macmillan, they support people living with cancer, which is the chances are they also know, say why Macmillan's important to you and say what they've done for you personally. And then it becomes more of a conversation where you can both talk about your experiences. So yeah, I just think be as personal as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was, I saw um, something, I mean, this is off topic. This was about marketing saying how text messaging is becoming, it's coming back in, into the it marketing is. world. It is. <laughs> I suppose that relates to your point about it depends on how you communicate with your friends and people you talk to, but would you use text messaging? Um, we use it a lot um, from our view at Macmillan. So we mm-hmm. use it in, in, with our supporters um, and we found it's more and more effective because people it's kind of like getting a letter in the post it's such a novelty nowadays people do look at it <laughs> and people respond to it because it's, it's it's unusual and it's it's a nice thing to get um, however for fundraising again I think my friends would be like oh she's never ever texted me before whereas whatsapp I whatsapp my friends as my communication on my phone so maybe if I whatsapp them it's a similar thing but again it could get lost in the noise if they have 20 whatsapp groups that are pinging all day maybe it isn't as special and it is about something being yeah which different too, don't we? <laughs> yeah maybe it's something different that makes it stand out so okay. yeah so, so what, what tips have you got for people who have fundraised before how can they change things up because so just to give an example in the past i've completed a race and then you get you sign up to do another one maybe the same year mm-hmm. or the year after and you sometimes get that feedback well you, you ran a marathon before you I know you can do it. <laughs> even though it hurts just as bad or sometimes more sometimes you know. what 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 can people do different yeah I think this is like something that happens you have serial runners who love to run so they run over and over again and then they've tapped out their audience and I think it's kind of just about looking at fundraising differently it's not just asking your family and friends Mm -hmm. um like obviously utilizing events and things like that is probably the best way to do it so if you have done something before and you want to do it again or a second or a third time um think about what you can do so either you can go for the obvious things like a bake sale always goes down well um, or a mufti day at work or your children's school but also like think outside the box the more outside the box you are the better it will be so for example one of my favorite things is if you are running for a health charity is to sell memory miles so if you're running a half marathon you would have 13 slots on your top that you're selling and you would choose a fixed price for example like 100 pounds so a lot more than you would normally ask for and you say if you give 100 pounds this mile one will be a memory of somebody of your choice and you put their name on your top and some people have put little badges and stuff on the top as well related to that person so they're essentially sponsoring you they're your sponsor but each mile has a different sponsor and it's a memory of a different person and then afterwards, I've seen people write cards with a picture of them and like saying how it's in memory of that person and what it meant to the charity to have someone running. I think like that's a really nice way of doing it. It can be really meaningful for you, really meaningful for somebody else. And then the final mile, you choose the person that you're running for if you're running for somebody or in honor of someone. Yeah. So the first 12 could be 12 people. And the final one is, mm-hmm. it's for you. Um, or the other thing, if you haven't got that personal 
health connection is could you sell sponsorship um on your your vest to a company local businesses you've got probably three slots on a t-shirt where you could sell a space um so yeah these are kind of things you can put their logo on your top or i've seen people even write on them so i've had a guy who who he writes on his arms like branding and stuff like that and one on his head for a different price yeah. um yeah, i think why not you're gonna look at somebody who's got something written you on are gonna head. look at somebody yeah. yeah i think also like monopolizing on seasonal things so obviously valentine's day is coming up yeah. every occasion that happens in the uk whether it's a legitimate celebration or not you can monetize so for example valentine's day obviously you have all the shops selling stuff so you don't want to compete with them but there's a thing people are doing now called Galentine's Day. So it's basically showing some love to your best girlfriends. <laughs> and this will give you a unique offering. So if you say, I'm selling Galentine's Day cards, only you're going to be doing that. So you're basically selling it to people to give to their best friends who are girls. Um, and be a girl to a girl, a boy to a girl. It's it's a, girl, a day to celebrate girls, basically, and show them your love from kind of like a friendship point of view. It started from a TV show and it's kind of become a bit of a fad thing. But oh, okay. you could monetize this and you could make Galentine's Day cards and give them to your friends. Yep sell them to your friends for a donation the other thing you could do is anyone who's donated to you you could say thank you too in that way so it's a double-edged sword you've got a thank you method and you've got a fundraiser and hopefully one of the people you give it to as a thank you might be like oh that's such a nice idea i want to donate some more and give some to my friends so like i think it's just about thinking what you can do and trying to be as quirky and creative as possible yeah so for example, I was going to say, like, from September onwards, Christmas is on most people's minds. Um, and at Christmas time, um, obviously, people don't have any money. But beforehand, people are spending the most money of the whole year. So try and get creative with it. Offer um, fancy wrapping in exchange for donations and make people have that as one less thing they have to do. Or if you're crafty, make stuff and sell it to your friends. Like, that's a really good time to try and get donations, obviously, if you do have runs that time of year. Yeah. but like whatever your skills are even if it isn't a creative thing and it's something professional you could take a day that's meaningful to, for your cause so for example last week was world cancer day on world cancer day you could say anyone who uses my services whatever yeah. that may be whether you're a hairdresser or an electrician or you work in an office um all of the proceeds all of the money you raise so all of the money you give me or 50% could go to my fund fundraising. And I think if you advertise this locally as well, you get some new clients who have a shared connection. So again, like you're winning because you've got new people in your books, but also you've just raised a huge amount of money. And obviously, yes, maybe you lose half of your income for that day. But at the same time, I think you'll get more people coming forward who are interested in what it is you do. So yeah, I think it's just trying to be a bit quirky okay so, so have you have you got anyone who's who's come up with something that you didn't think could work and 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 it worked out really well um yeah we've got like loads of people doing kind of weird and wonderful things um we had someone last year who was a serial marathon runner so like you say people were like you run marathons every year but so what he tried to do was he tried to turn it around so during his training he said he was going to run two thousand miles in a year Okay. So you were fundraising that. that opposed you were sorry you were donating to that opposed to his marathon, but everything you donated went to his marathon. 
I see. Yeah, very good. So he, he did that as a collective. Yes. If you're like a huge endurance runner and a marathon isn't a big deal for you, like set yourself a different target, but you can put your sponsorship still towards your marathon, whatever it is you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a long-term runner in Sheffield who dubs himself the madman with the pram. um and he trains and runs the marathons with a pram and in the pram is different collection tins over the years and things like that and people donate as he runs yeah there's there's been some great ones i I remember tony the fridge who ran (laughs) on his back he was amazing yeah people people uh people like this kind of thing and he's raised 130k for us I, yeah, that, that's amazing. That's a huge sum of money. I think there's a guy called is it Speedo Mech who's running around at the moment. He was out. He was out in the storm last weekend in his speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like yeah, these people that, become that, cult icons in running. Yeah. So, like, if you want to give yourself a name, like, come up with something super <laughs> out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what? What if someone is trying really hard and they feel like they're getting nowhere? What, what do they do? Um. Don't give it up. I think you just need to try and think of different, something different to do. Um, if you do need advice, almost all charities should have a dedicated person to help you. So do get in touch with whoever it is you're running for. They must have some ideas. And obviously, yes, you can throw loads of ideas out there, um, like quiz nights, car boot sales, bag packs, things like that always do really well. But I think if you have a chat with somebody in your charity, they'll get to know you more and then they can find something that's specific to you. Everyone has different things that are related to them that they can tap into. I think it's just about getting to know that person and knowing what it should be. Um, I think the other thing is, if you're struggling, get your closest family or friends to come on board with you. They can send your page out. They can help you come up with ideas as well. Um, Yeah, I I think also, like, if you are struggling, make, make it more tangible. Tell people what it means to you and where their money's going. So specific projects specific amounts like i said yeah um but yeah just don't give up like there's no nobody has reached like everyone no one reaches their peak everyone can keep going if they want to um i think it's just about like thinking about it differently and i think the point that most people stop is i run out of family and friends to ask therefore that's all i can raise but it isn't there's so many things you can do yeah, like, and like you say, but I'd imagine that most cha- most charities will have somebody you could, you know, pick the phone up to, send an yeah. email to, and they'll and they'll, and they'll help you out. You know, whether that be with advice or materials that they send out to you that uh-huh. help. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're in place at, at charities, aren't they? Yeah, every charity should have somebody who can help you, and even if they're not a specific challenge events fundraiser, just because maybe they can't help you with your run specific information, they'll still have somebody who's a fundraiser who can help you come up with an idea that works for you. Okay, great. So, so what what events have um have Macmillan got places available for for this year? So we have so many places um across so many events um but there's a couple that I can tell you guys about that are coming up. Okay. Um, so in April we still have spaces in the Southampton um runs, which is a 10k half a marathon. Um, yeah. it's a really lovely route of coast city and parks. Um, so you kind of get that really beautiful scenery. Um. We also have Manchester Great Run coming up, which is a 10K and a half. Um, And this is a really flat route. So it's great for your first 10K or half marathon. Um, They also have a lot of entertainment on route. Uh, Yeah, nice PV. Another PV one, if you're a little bit further north, is Edinburgh Marathon Festival. Um, Again, we've got the 10K half and marathon. um, And it's voted the fastest marathon route in the UK. So 
Um, yeah, another great one if you want to get your personal best. Um, and then slightly later in the year, if you're not quite ready and you're, you're a beginner to running, um, if you start training now, we've got the <laughs> Richmond RunFest series in September, which is a 10K half and a marathon. It's a really beautiful route through Kew Gardens. Um, and you get free access to Kew for the day as well if you feel up for a nice trip round afterwards. Yeah, um, and a celebratory glass of fizz is always nice. Yes, well, it's <laughs> paid, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and one more again later in the year, we have the Royal Parks in October, um, which is a beautiful autumnal race through London's Royal Parks. Um, but it also just got voted the greenest race in the UK. So if the environment is something you care about as well as running, it might be the race for you. So... Yeah. Thank you. And do you have a place on your website where there's resources or blogs or somewhere people can go to find out more about fundraising? Yeah, no, we do. Um, we have uh, loads of resources on our website. Um, please do check them out. Um, our website is www.macmillan.org.uk and the resources are at forward slash get hyphen involved forward slash fundraising hyphen events um, and everything is there um, whilst you're on there check out our training plans we've also got some great training plans and things like that so um, yeah just check it out and if you do want to sign up um, I promise you there will be somebody there if you do need any fundraising help <laughs> yeah that's great and, and it's, but even if somebody's representing another charity there's going to be tips in there that they can they can utilize which i'm sure you would mm -hmm. no no of course not anyone's welcome yeah. to have a look um yeah we've got lots of resources too um mm -hmm. so yeah some like great templates for different fundraisers and we also have fundraising fundraising ideas per month on there um if you did want to check that out so like i say think about what's happening in people's lives and kind of tap into that so yeah Brilliant. thank you very much sir jane that is um really great um and we will uh, we'll share this far and wide to our community members <laughs> who, are, um, who are asking about fundraising. Thank you. That's okay. I hope somebody will find it useful and it will be of help. Um, but yeah, just don't give up. That's kind of like the bottom line message. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs>